Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where we help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am so excited to be joined by Brienne Hennessy. Um, Brienne is a vocal empowerment guide with a background as a licensed speech voice pathologist with 13 years of clinical experience and 50 plus speaking, speaking appearances. Wow. Uh, she expertly guides women executives, entrepreneurs, and speakers to communicate with more purpose and presence, speak frequently without fatigue or strain, and to listen with alignment to their intuitive inner, inner voice. Brianne's clients have succeeded in protect, protecting their vital asset of their voice to improve their communication and ease with their audiences and increase speaking stamina, reduce voice energy injury and access their most natural way of speaking, which has resulted in more public speaking confidence and revenue for their businesses. Brienne, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Claire. This is such a delight. This is something I love talking about. And for you to advocate it in this unique way of your personal branding, I just really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you know, when I found out about what you did, I was like, well, and I, I, I was like, I want to talk about, cause I never thought, I mean, it's kind of like, duh, why didn't I think about this? But why didn't I think about how your voice, you know, and, and how you present yourself, how you talk, um, can really impact your personal brand. Cause it can be, it can, I always talk about how your personal brand can, can you want it to magnetize your ideal clients to you, but I never thought about your voice maybe hurting you. So I guess like one of the, so one of the questions, so we're in this world, we're so online right now, YouTube videos, Zoom meetings, podcasts, all of these kind of things. So talk, I want to talk about, you know, things that we can do to help with our voice confidence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what are things that we can do? The first and foremost thing that I love that you said in one of your previous episodes is personal brand is about perception. And just as you described, our voice fingerprint is unique. People are going to perceive, feel, get magnetized. I love that word into what mm. we're saying and how we're saying it. So a lot of times, especially women will think, okay, I need more voice confidence. What does that mean? We got to figure that out. I personally don't adhere so much to that word in the sense of, well, let's be confident as if fake it till you make it. Let's be confident as if it's going to be a, I'll just talk in this way and this will resonate with people. No, we have to find our most natural way of speaking and the voice that feels most authentic to us. Now, some people know what that is, but you're not alone. I want to stop you there. I literally was thinking to myself about who the, the CEO of Theranos. Yes. So that is a, when you talked about that is a great example, Claire. So for those of you not familiar with the story, um, there is, and she's not, there's a few examples. There is a point where when we are speaking in our most authentic voice, it not only sounds like us, we feel it, but it resonates with people and it lands with such an alignment. You feel it. There's also a point where someone opens their mouth and it is so the opposite of resonance is dissonance. It is so dissonant. It is jarring. You think that is, that doesn't match. Okay. It's one thing, maybe not to have the expectation that you had in your mind. Fine. 
And yet, in her case in particular, there is this um, possibility, and I've seen it play out in people that I've actually worked with, who try to use a voice that matches male peers, that matches mm -hmm. something that seems authoritative, seems powerful. And sometimes they're very aware of it and it's on purpose. And sometimes they're not even conscious of it, but they've used this precious instrument and manipulated it into something that's not natural for them. And in her case, what's concerning from a physical standpoint, which is where the fatigue comes in. If I was talking down here in a very low voice this entire time, you better believe I would be so exhausted by the time our conversation was done. So that's a great yeah. example, Claire. Um, yeah, uh, that has been something that I'm very intrigued by and also the psychology behind it as well. Yeah. yeah. That, so many things. Yeah. 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 The psychology and then, and then just, I, could you imagine, I, I mean, would you ever be able to get out of it? That is, that's because... also a great question. To what degree do you, again, if it's a choice, are you choosing to say, I believe we have choices with our voice. So in every moment, in every conversation, professional, personal, mom voice, boss voice, whatever they're going to be, you can choose. And yet there is a moment where I believe just through our natural habitual muscle memory, it would take some work. If you said, you know what, this isn't me. I need to find my natural voice again. That is when you need to have a specialist be able to walk you through that because you also don't want to be putting yourself in a different mode that's also potentially mm -hmm. injurious or people still go, mm -hmm. I, I'm just not feeling that. Like that just strikes me as yeah. off. And when it comes to personal yeah. brand, my goodness, like how many of us want to be able to speak our truest self and when it lands with people, it lands. And that's such a glorious feeling, you know? Well, and, and if you, if you're not speaking with your true voice, yeah. literally not even your, your, your voice from a, from a, you know, your messaging standpoint, but your literal voice, yes. I mean, yes. you, you throw your personal brand out the window yeah. because you, yeah. there, there, you, you know that you will have no like and trust factor. Yes, exactly. Because I mean, I saw the documentary and I cannot remember what her name was, but, um, I, and, and I know she just got, um, uh, you know, sentence, I think, mm -hmm. but I watched the documentary on mm -hmm. her and the whole time I'm going like, what the heck yes. is this voice? Yes. And I'm, I'm <laughs> like that, it's like distracting. Like who cares at that point, yeah. which words are coming out of the mouth. And then on the flip side too, energetically speaking, our sound is waves of vibration traveling through the screen to you and to me. And so in that, if that's not aligned and if that's not coming from your truest place, and I love how, like, when you're talking about convictions, like our brand is our convictions. And so if that's not showing mm -hmm. through and our voice isn't physically conveying that, we just create such a disconnect with folks, but more importantly, a disconnect with ourselves. And that's what I think is really yeah. what perpetuates this, I believe, that when we have connection to our self-worth, we resonate no matter what. But so many people mm -hmm. are living in lack of self-worth and loving themselves that, again, whatever veneer you want to put on it, it's just not going to be something that lands with people. It's such an interesting thing. I mean, I've, I've had experts on the podcast and we've talked about several aspects of your personal brand mm -hmm. and 
there's so many things that, that if you have issues that you need to work through, yeah, it, you know, it might suck, but you won't be authentic. That's right. Um, and so it's kind of an interesting, do you find that sometimes when you're working through the voice is the way it manifests, whatever issue that you kind of say, you know, you have this thing and we've discovered it through here, but maybe you need some therapy. Yes. Do you have to do that? Yes, very much so. And you were reading my mind in that moment. So I love this co-creation right now. The, <laughs> the idea that what we resist persists is real, regardless of what we're trying to work on in our self-growth journey. Building a business is a self-growth journey, as all of you know, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. And similarly for our voice, for some people in moments of stress, they may persist in that and get stomach ulcers. But for other people, mm -hmm. that stress can show up in their voice instrument. And because it is an asset to your livelihood, to your business, how you choose to then take care of it preventatively, proactively, mm -hmm. how you choose to show up with it is going to have ripple effects one way or the other. And so in yeah. that, can you become so much more intimate in knowing your voice in that way? Because then you have this ability each day to ebb and flow with what's present. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important because we can't just have this, I put it out there once and therefore it always is. We're evolving. Things are ebb and flowing yeah. and we're moving forward in that way. So that's where I think it's, it's fascinating to see, are there times that yes, people can be very proactive with their voice? Absolutely. Are there times where they have shifted into what then was my training and career into rehabilitative mode where yes, they need to have some much more significant comprehensive care to what's been happening. A really concrete example for this, Claire, would be if you hear someone who has a scratchy horse voice and you're thinking, oh, well, I wonder if they have a cold, maybe they're sick and they're not. And they say, oh no, my mm -hmm. voice has been like this for a month, for a year. And that's not normal. That's not normal. So that's when we mm -hmm. look at the physical structure. That's what is possible to actually see what's going on. But then we have to go into okay, but what led to that? Was it how much they talked? Was it talking mm -hmm. too loud? Was it, was it Zoom voice? Were people like shouting at the screen? Even though the mic's yeah. right there. Like all these little things of phys physically, how much we're putting the load on our voices now in this virtual space that many of us find ourselves. Mm -hmm. And is there a component of how they're speaking to themselves? How that mind chatter critical judging voice is again, manifesting itself in what we're trying to say. So can you imagine here you are doing show after show and talking about personal branding, which I have to say, I did not know what that was until I started my business. So thank you for doing what you do. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't understand what personal branding is. Everything else. Yeah. Sense. And what if in that you're sitting here talking about what you love and yet in your mind, oh my gosh, judgment. Criticism. I can't believe I sound like that. Why did I say that? Claire, it would, that would be such a dissonance again, that like, it just wouldn't create this connection that you've created with your audience. Yeah. yeah? So yeah, that's Thank the you. two ways I come yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, what, so what's interesting is I, I mean, I'm, and I'm sure I'm not the only one and I'm sure you hear this. I never 
thought about I've never I never thought about it I mean I'm a former actress so your voice is obviously I understand the Very voice cool. and its importance and things like that but for your just your regular everyday life maybe you're in the corporate yes. world um but you know as entrepreneurs as we shift mm -hmm. into being the face yeah. Because that's what we really talk about with your personal brand. You have to be in the forefront. You've got to do this a lot. Mm -hmm. You've got to, you know, talk about your business, do interviews and things yeah. like that. And so I never really thought about what proactively you could do to save your voice. Yeah, that's such a good point. So I'd love to learn. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you bring up a, a great <clears throat> arena of when I'm kind of on my myth busting um, soapbox, as it were, many people look at what I do and they say, oh, so you help singers. Not directly. I help people with their speaking voice. People happen to also sing. Oh, you help actors. Again, not directly. They may have experience with it. But how interesting that even in the skills that you learn for stage speaking and mm -hmm. if it's the case for singing or just wanting to be able to become a public speaker as your main income source, let's say, you are exactly right. You're not alone. Most people never think about the voice. And that's the most common thing I hear is I didn't even know. I wouldn't have thought about that. And so that's what on the preventative side, I want to be able to help people with. So a couple of things to think about is just like an athlete would prepare for their sport, as a vocal athlete, you need to prepare your speaking voice. Singers or actors alike, and I know you'll resonate with this, Claire, even when you were like in the midst of like lots of acting gigs, you're still just doing your everyday conversational voice much more right. than when you're in acting mode. And it's the same for professional singers that I've worked with. Yes, that is their livelihood, but they're speaking more than they are singing and yet not giving a second notice to oh gosh, mm -hmm. I could probably warm up my speaking voice. So that's probably one of the main things I would say. For those who are wanting to kind of start their day off on the right vocal foot, as it were, even just simply warming up the voice can be really, really productive. It's very much connecting to your breath, to your energy in that moment, getting yourself familiar with how you're sounding. By the way, I encourage you all to listen back to your own voices and I encourage you to find something loving about it not cringeworthy. I know a lot of people cringe at the sound of their own voice. So being able to warm it up. And the second thing I would say is when you're looking at dose, dose meaning how much, how loud, how often can you work smarter, not harder? So can you delegate? Can you email that day if you're already feeling a little drained vocally rather than jump on the phone? So there are, there are ways that you can do that and just save yourself that sense of like, running on vocal fumes. No marathoner is going to run a marathon, sit for a moment, and then run in a marath marathon a second time. And yet we ask that of our voices every day. And if you're speaking on average over six hours a day, you're a vocal athlete. If you're making money from your voice, that constitutes vocal athlete. You need that to be in prime condition to do what you do. So <laughs> just, you know, so if, I mean, I do sometimes a couple of podcasts a day and then I'll have meetings mm -hmm. and things like that. And so when my voice feels tired, yes. I, am I doing something wrong necessarily? Or is it literally that it's okay? That's a really great <laughs> distinction. So at times, yes, there will be folks. And that's one of the main things I want people to understand is 
there are specialists like me out there that I want you to be able to, to feel comfortable enough to say, will you listen to my voice? Like, is what I'm doing safe? Because people do worry that they're going to lose their voice forever or damage it further. No, the, the power is in, in your hands with this. Now, are you doing something inefficient with your voice? Potentially. And I don't mean just you personally, Claire, but in, in some folks, the way they, they use their voice, yes. When people are down here in like Kardashian and Britney Spear mode, that is not sustainable yeah. long-term. Not at all. I, I heard people call that like millennial, millennial, like millennial speak or something. Like a lot of people the do. Poor that. millennials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put a lot of that. There's, but do you know? But that, that yes, there's a real. Yeah, but have you heard that? Oh, I, yes. I remember hearing that somewhere. Like yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, that is very much because we we kind of want as humans we want to like put these things in their little boxes. People used to say Valley Girl voice for that up speak where you would always go to the end of a yeah. question, but it was really a statement. And that kind of, you know, thing. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so all of these things in their own moment are not harmful, but long-term can really put you at more risk. Now, to your point about fatigue, mm -hmm. the fact that you're noticing, you know what? My voice is getting a little tired. Check in with the whole body. This is a holistic instrument. We can't just talk about the voice without talking about how you're physically feeling in that moment. Do you need to rest mm -hmm. your voice? Do you need to rest your whole body? What led up to that? For some people, it's, oh, you know, I did go out and talk in background noise all evening last night and then had a full day of talking. You're just more on a depleted mode of things. Yeah. In how you're talking, is it hurting anything? No, but if you keep pushing that edge, so many women I work with say, oh, I just have this one more recording to do. I'll just push through it. How mm -hmm. do we know when our threshold is exactly like you said, when you go, you know what? It's already feeling a little tired. So it, yeah. it becomes a little bit of the assessment work I do, but also I want everyone listening to feel confident that your physical instrument is completely capable of working in its optimal way. It's just a matter of being open to explore that in a loving way as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> is it, so it, if, if we do feel fatigued, mm -hmm. I guess like should we just say, okay, you know, give yourself that, that time? Or do you think that, I mean, maybe we need to learn how to, to tweak what we're doing. I mean, I guess it's like, how would you know if you're injuring your, I mean, for me, <clears throat> throat clearing is a friend. I have allergies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's, it's like this constant, you know, uh, yeah. battle of post-nasal and all the crazy. So yeah. yeah, anyway, I live in LA, everything's blooming all the time. Yeah. It's just my lot in life <laughs> and even with allergy shots, it, it is just, so, you know, sometimes that it does affect the voice as well. Cause I, I, I feel that, yeah. but so what, how would we know the difference between I'm doing something wrong yeah. and I'm just tired? First and foremost, if there is ever pain or a change in quality that persists over two weeks, I know two weeks seems like a long time. But we can mm -hmm. start to acclimate pretty quickly when we don't mean to, you know, to things like, oh, yeah. what's the big deal? I'm just throat clearing a little extra. It must be my allergies. Or interestingly, I throat clear more after I've talked a lot. So there's different ways to look at what is begetting what. So um, that's mm -hmm. a, a big one. And I don't believe that rest alone is the answer. Again, if we go back to the athlete analogy, if that marathoner just ran their marathon, they're not going to go sit on the couch. They're going to do a cool mm -hmm. down. They're going to make sure that they are using and moving their body in a way that still allows for things to recover. So mm -hmm. I am a big fan of making sure that we normalize drinking more, 
when we're speaking, mm -hmm. y'all will notice, you'll start to see speakers where you're like, they have been talking for 45 minutes and not taking a sip. That's going to start being aggravating. So that's the difference. You'll know when it's, oh, what were the behaviors I was doing just before I felt this increased yeah. urge to throat clear or this tiredness versus mm -hmm. there is pain when I talk. My quality has changed. People are asking me, what's wrong with your voice, Claire? And you're going, I don't yeah. know. That's when you have to consider the injury part. And so I'm really mindful when I speak with folks to ensure that they get that checked out first and foremost, because that needs to happen and mm -hmm. make sure that they start to learn ways that they can be that much more mindful of how they're using their voice. So yeah. in the case of, let's say, talking for a long time, if you're talking an eight hour day and you feel tired at the end, that's normal. But if you recover by the next morning, you're like, sweet, I'm good to go again. And it's only that once or twice, fine. But if it persists, mm -hmm. then you know that there's something you're physically doing with how you're using your voice that's just not yeah. in its most optimized space. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, I get, so it, it's, it's interesting because <clears throat> you were saying that, um, you know, you should listen to how you talk. And I mean, mm. as an actress, I, I, yeah, please. I mean, I know how I talk. I know how I, everything yeah. weirdly about myself because I did so much on camera right. work that I would always have to see myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just, I know the idiosyncrasies that I do. Yeah. Um, I know certain things that I, if I, if I lean on, um, and I work hard not to do mm -hmm. it and, and all of these sort of, sorts of things. Right. So do you, are you, do you find that a lot of people hate their voice? I, I can't even, I, it, what, again, yeah. I'm mind blown. I wouldn't think that someone would be like, I hate my voice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're actually in the, the rare category, Claire, um, and that's not just because of the, the background in acting either. There are actors and singers who hate their own voice. And yet it is more pervasive than you would think. There is a, I think biologically and neurologically speaking, we are primed to look at fear, worry, doubt, criticism before changing into loving, kind, what is our you know, potential here side of our brain. Mm -hmm. So we have that going into it, but I've had people say to me very seriously, like they just never thought there was another way. Yeah. I hate the sound of my own voice. And can you imagine like, again, that carrying out there, that pervasive belief that infuses everything that you're saying. And so yeah. in that, when I have people go through the activities to help them tune in, it becomes a lot about that choice that I mentioned, they have a choice. I had a mm -hmm. client say to me once, well, when will I start to love my voice? And I said, when you choose to, you have to take the power back in that. And also understand biologically speaking too, physically, our voices sound different to us because they're going through two filters, not one. You and I are hearing each other through the air right now, but I mm -hmm. hear myself through the air as it goes back into my ears and through the bones in my skull. So we have to give ourselves grace yes. when we hear something on playback, that is us just hearing it through air versus when we mm -hmm. are speaking out, we are hearing it through the bones and that's going to change the tone and the timbre and the resonance. So please, all of you listening, the, the digging in to why you hate your voice can be sometimes as simple as it was just a different filter. 
that you heard it through. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All, all things that is completely new and in a different way of looking at it. And it's absolutely amazing. So obviously we're, we, we mentioned how you speak can help your personal brand. Yes. So what if you really lack confidence mm -hmm. in your voice? Mm -hmm. You are in a, in a position where you hate your voice. Maybe you are a person that is trying to speak it. I can't even do it. You, you fell into it so easily. <laughs> um, so you, you get your, you are not using your authentic voice. Mm -hmm. How can you help someone get that confidence back? Yeah, that's a great question. First and foremost, I think it is the willingness because it can be uncomfortable. It can be weird. I make people do silly things. I mean, you know, you can think of even back to a few acting techniques after you had to do like, you gotta, you gotta step into a space where you're willing to get curious mm -hmm. about it. And then you need to really understand what your intention is. And this, I believe very much about whenever we're stepping into a conversation or on stage or working with our clients, if that's your business, having an intention really lays a foundation that is very powerful. So for example, would you be open to that, Claire? Actually, can we run through a little bit of something? Uh, okay. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. What? Uh, I'm running through an exercise. I know I'm like, oh, that's okay. That's it's, it's, it's much <clears throat> less a voice exercise, uh, physically. Okay. okay? Versus okay. more of this intention setting exercise. So Okay. If you would, I want you to uh, check in with your breath first and foremost, make sure you were breathing because a lot of folks just stop breathing and hold their breath and all of that. I see you breath holders. And so <laughs> check in with that. And then I would like you to, if you're comfortable with it, allow your eyes to close so you can really go inward. All right. And this, I find a beautiful practice because whether people have ever notice their breath or tend to meditate or any of those wonderful tools out there, this can be something that you can do in each moment just to connect with your voice. So as you're connecting in with your breath, I want you to start releasing on just a very gentle hum. So it may sound just like a very long sigh, like the end of a long day. Hmm, something like that. Yeah. And continue in that cycle. And now add a little more energy to it. Bring those vocal folds into play. Mm, like the sound is going to come right out the front of your face. All right. Ooh, did y'all hear the difference there? Beautiful. Okay. So in this, Claire's job is just to feel. Feel what's within. So Claire, I want you to do it again. And you're going to continue with three more. And in these three exhales on the hum, I want you to turn your attention to your heart space. Okay. So on your own time, another one. Mm. Notice what's present in the heart space, what sensations, maybe a warmth, mm. maybe a nervousness that we choose to call excitement. Maybe a word mm. or a phrase bubbles up for how you are feeling about your voice in this moment. So if any I'm feeling nervous about like, mm. about not falling asleep. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I love naps. So that's okay. I know literally I'm going like, cause I'm like my, I'm close. I close my eyes and I'm very calm and I'm just like, oh, don't fall asleep. remember where you are. <laughs> so did y'all notice a shift in Claire's voice? If not, that's okay. This is one of my superpowers. Yes, she went oh. to, oh, I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. But what did she say in their calm? And her voice also conveys more of that grounded, calm sense. 
Okay. So these are ways we can start to infuse where are we at in this moment, assessing that, creating an intention, which just naturally organically flowed for you is calm. Calm is what I would like to feel right now. And how yeah. that immediately brings presence to your voice. So we don't have to get up in our heads about confidence and what does that look and feel like? We get to create that in the moment. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because I, before I jump on here, I, I don't kind of think about like, you know, kind of, yeah, close your eyes, mm. just let, because that would be the, the calm yeah. that you were talking about. Beautiful. Well, and I, can we please just seriously give major kudos for your vulnerability and willingness to do that, Claire, because this is the exact <laughs> thing where people go, you want me to showcase my voice? Like what? Yeah. No, I, the only thing I was like worried about, like, I hope I don't lose track of what's going on in my mind that I, I, you know what I mean? Ah, They kind of like lose track of of where I am. That's the only thing that kind of, that's a a beautiful share because that taps into the second piece is trusting our own voices. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Ah. Thank yeah, you for doing thanks. that with me. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. Well, because it's it, it, funny as I was like, oh no, what's she going to tell me that's, you know, that I'm doing wrong? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I, I personally feel that I, I've, there's so many things that I've done, mm-hmm. I guess, in my life of working on things. I think mm-hmm. acting, you definitely have to yeah. deal with issues if you have them. Right. Because you can't kind of take on other roles if you have your, some some of your own issues right. to deal with. Um, so I just think it's an interesting thing, and you only are going to get better yes. by seeing yourself. Yes. Yes. And so absolutely. Yeah, and I it, it is one of the things that I do tell other people to do, and um, is that you have to be able to to look at yourself objectively, which many people cannot do. But ultimately, the only way you're going to improve, especially uh, there's a lot of people that for whatever reason, fear, they can't afford it, whatever it is, they won't be able to work with you or with me. They're going to have to do the work themselves. And that can only be done if you, if you really, you have to step inside yourself and be like, what am I truly doing wrong? Because if you don't have a an expert to tell you that mm-hmm. you've got to do it on your own. So it's, it's a little bit of a harder uphill battle, mm. but it can be done. Mm. I mean, do you, do you think it can be done? If someone can literally, do you have, I mean, I, I, <laughs> go ahead. I, I would tend to use different wording. So rather than what are we doing wrong? Because interestingly you went straight to, she might tell me I'm doing something wrong. So the judgment, the self judgment, the worry, mm-hmm. that's very normal, very normal. And mm-hmm asking what is possible, what is possible in my voice, what is possible in how I want to show up and be so that we Mm -hmm. can embody that. And that becomes more habituated because you are exactly right. The moment we stop our own self-growth, whether it is on our own, which is to be frank, a lonely journey. So this is why things like what Claire and I do exist because, oh, I'm getting tingles because guidance And mentorship will just catapult the whole thing. I mean, that's a whole. You can't be an expert in everything. No. And and we're not perfect. No. And nobody wants perfect because that gets boring. Yeah. And expert in knowing all the things is draining. So being able to really know and trust and listen into, okay, what's next for me? What am I going to align with? 
and going from that, like, ooh, that excites me. Ooh, I want to get to know about my voice more. Ooh, I want to know how can my personal brand look? Like those are all very exciting questions to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so, well, so, I mean, this is a, such a fun, um, I've learned so oh, much, it's such a fun, <laughs> fun conversation. Fun. And, you know, I mean, how can someone connect with you? How can someone, if, you know, work with you, learn more about you? Yeah. Where can someone find you? Oh, well, thank you. This is fun is such a great word for this. If we're not having fun in what we're doing, then what's the point? Really? I mean, I exactly. have to put exactly. it oh. So yes, you all can find me at Your Vocal Vitality. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, at Brienne Hennessy as well. And I am hoping that any of you who are interested in wanting to explore and have that way of noticing what's possible in your voice would want to have a voice review. And essentially what that is, is I offer a free 20 minutes with you to be able to go through your strengths and what I hear in your voice and make sure you're clear on your goals and what's possible for your voice. So when you email me, Brienne at your vocal vitality.com or go to any of those platforms. I'm a big fan of DMS voice DMS are a great way to stay like really intimate and connected with someone. For those of you who go, Oh, I would never send a voice DM. I encourage you to give it a try. It really, really means a lot to people when they can hear you. So thank mm-hmm. you for this time, Claire. It's been so fun. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Brianna. I, it was a fabulous um, conversation. And I, you know, I'm, I'm positive that our, that our listeners got value out of this. Um, and again, thank you everybody for watching and listening, depending on where you are um, watching or listening to this. Thank you so much for being here, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.